it's Loom Group's Andrea Lay, Backview's Melissa Burdick, the wizard of Woodland Hills Shree, and I'm PVSB from Flywheel, a division of Omnicom, and I'm coming to you today from the Catskills. Be playing Heckinger's Tuesdays and Thursdays. Before we get to the CPG Guys episode you've downloaded, it's the week of May 6th, and it's time for the Fresh Four, for curated news stories from the past week. We find them dependably intriguing. We hope you do too. We're brought to you through our partnership with Retail Wit, your one-stop shop for retail industry intelligence news, retailwit.com. It's retail right now. Over to you, Shree. In case you're wondering what this background is, I'm at, I'm at my father-in-law's house all the way in Chennai, India for the next couple of weeks. So what's the message of the week? Kroger Precision Marketing strikes a partnership with none other than Yahoo DSP. So Yahoo DSP advertisers now have access to KPM's audiences for both reach and measurement. Partnership marks KPM's second DSP partnership since last fall and ushers in a new focus on commerce media for Yahoo advertising in particular. Collaborations like this one will define the next phase of growth in retail media as retailers recognize the limitations of monetization on their own digital properties and seek incremental growth by expanding offsite. This is said by Sara Marzano, principal analyst at eMarketer. For advertisers, the delayed but still impending deprecation of third-party cookies, which is now on its way, continues to underpin every decision regarding digital advertising dollars. So solutions that safeguard their investments against that hold increasing appeal. Over to you, Andrea. Hello, Fresh 4 listeners. Walmart adds a new grocery line to its private brand's portfolio. Walmart has announced a new private label grocery brand called Better Goods. The line includes 300 items spanning categories such as frozen, dairy, snacks, beverages, pasta, soups, coffee, and chocolate. With most items priced under $5, Better Goods focuses on three key components, culinary experiences, plant-based, and made without. The retailer said Better Goods marks not only its largest private food brand launch in two decades, but also its fastest grocery brand brought to market. Over to you, Melissa. Thanks, Andrea. Uh, so, Savemark companies roll out in-store retail media networks. It's not enough that we have online. Now we're moving to in-store retail media networks. The Savemark companies plans to roll out in-store connect, an in-store retail media network powered by Quad Graphics Inc. To start, 16 of the grocery company stores will have digital screens, kiosks, end caps, shelf screens, and vertical banners throughout, allowing CPG partners to showcase promotions, product information, and recommendations to shoppers. The program will eventually roll out to all the Savemark companies, approximately 200 stores. This is Savemark's latest retail media effort, coming almost a year after a launch of its own retail media network. Over to you, Peter. Thanks, Melissa. Rite Aid expands Uber Eats' partnership for alcohol delivery in eight states. Nearly 1,000 Rite Aid stores will now offer alcohol delivery via retailers' expanded partnership with Uber Eats. Customers of legal drinking aid can get delivery from select stores in California, Idaho, Michigan, New York, Ohio, Oregon, Virginia, and Washington. Quote, our collaboration and trusted partnership with Uber Eats underscores our commitment to meet the evolving needs of our customers and providing a seamless digital shopping experience complements their busy lives, unquote, said Jeannie Walden, Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer at Rite Aid, the U.S.'s third largest pharmacy retailer. That's it for the Fresh Four. Now on to the CPG Guys episode that you've downloaded. Welcome to another episode of the CPG Guys podcast. Our co-hosts, Sri Rajagopalan, 
Peter V.S. Bond explore how brands and retailers engage with consumers online, in-store, and everywhere in between. And now, here are Sri and Peter. Welcome, folks, again to the CPG Guys podcast. It's Sri and PVSP, and today's episode is to celebrate Women's Month on the CPG Guys. Every November, we feature women executives in the CPG industry from large brands, retail, and startups alike. We're proud that for the third year in a row, we will be doing this. Peter, man, wow, what a month. We're honored so many female leaders have joined us for this month. And how are you doing, buddy? Well, I'm doing uh, quite well, Shri. Uh, you, this is as important a cause to me as it is to you, I know. We live in households uh, that are uh, populated by females. I know how important your mother is in your life as my mother is in mine. I watched my mother rise the corporate ladder and face a whole lot of challenges around gender equality that were absurd and unnecessary. And I promised myself when I was an adult that I would do my share uh, as an ally to help break down some of those barriers. So I'm really excited to talk about Women's Month today and to feature really fearless and successful women entrepreneurs, business leaders uh, that uh, that are showing how women can succeed in the corporate world and do so despite some of the um, unnecessary obstacles that have been put in their place. So I'm happy to be with partnering with you to make sure that breaks down. I know we've got some really big news around that soon. No debate about that, Peter. Without my mom and my wife's sacrifices over the years, I would not be where I am. And I know it's no different for you as well, Peter. But you just said... We've got something to announce. So tell us about the special partnership we are establishing from January 2023 to actually celebrate Women's Month on the CPG, guys. Yeah, so Sri, we've decided to become formal partners at the supporter level of Next Up, formerly known as Network of Executive Women. You know how we we promote Next Up on, on all our episodes. We talk about how important it is, but we thought it had to be more than just talking about it. We wanted to make a financial contribution to help support uh, this incredibly worthy cause of trying to advance gender equality in the workplace. Starting in January 2023, uh, we will sponsor individual memberships for corporate female leaders and entrepreneurs to be part of Next Up so that they can leverage everything from learning development programs, Uh, the opportunity to attend regional and national events, and all sorts of live and virtual speaking engagements. Uh, We're very excited about this. We've got about 50 memberships that we're going to allocate out to a lot of great entrepreneurs. I think the first one we selected uh, was unanimous between the two of us three. We wanted to offer it up to our dear friend Katie Holtz from grocery shopping. So she'll be the first one. I think we've got a couple more in mind, but we want to do it to people who uh, might not be able to, uh, to to afford the corporate membership, but could dramatically use the, the allyship, the power of the network and all the resources that that Next Up brings. So if, if, uh, if you want to know more about Next Up, Shri and I encourage you go to nextupisnow.org slash cpgguys and learn more about this incredible networking organization uh, and and educational resources and and trying to change the culture that we live in 
to ensure that uh, women can advance in the corporate workplace. So very exciting time for us, Sheree. I know you and I talked about this for quite a lot uh, over the last couple of months and landed on this being exactly the right thing for us to do. I couldn't be more happy to do this, Sheree. No doubt, Peter. I'm grateful, thankful, as well as honored to have your allyship in this journey with me as the CPG guys. Peter and I are committed to gender equality. We will not back down and we want to do our part so that we can uh, partner with female leaders in the startup space as well as in corporate leadership and get you uh, working with Next Stop is now, especially if your company does not uh, sponsor today. But hopefully that may change in the future and we encourage brands, retailers alike to check out nextupisnow.org slash cpgguys as Peter just said and learn more about this great group. So, Peter, thank you for that. But before we get to our guests, let me remind our audience that all of our content can be found by visiting cpgguys.com on a browser. The website, of course, is brand new, has rich content and episodes that are actually organized into themes like retail media and loyalty. If you aren't already joining us on LinkedIn and you haven't followed us yet, please do so because you'll join 17,000 plus other industry professionals on an entertaining educational journey. Also, we are managing close groups on LinkedIn, such as CPG e-commerce, retail media professionals, and there may be others in the future. Over a thousand plus professionals are already part of this, so please consider doing so yourself. We are also on other social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Check out our series on Knowledge Drops, which is intended to be a fun way to learn about our industry. You can find it easily on many of those platforms by simply searching for CPG Guys Knowledge Drop in the search box. Remember to check out our friends, the FMCG Guys podcast, hosted by our friends, Daniel Lefrain. They take the CPG Guys podcast format across the pond, and they speak to retail and FMCG luminaries from a European perspective. All you have to do in a browser is visit fmcgguys.com and check out the latest addition to our family, the CPG School, hosted by Jennifer and Riza, two close friends of the podcast. They actually conduct snackable conversations with industry veterans. It's a fun way to discover what's new and next in CPG commerce and marketing. Visit cpgscoop.com to learn more. Today's episode, of course, focuses on a new entry to the CPG world of convenience-based shopping following the trend of growth. In at-home meeting, I only say new entry because at-home meetings trend upward has been a new phenomenon in the CPG industry. Here to speak to us about this very evolution of the CPG product world to decompose what convenience, recipe shopping, and my God, Peter, is that this the right time or what? Yeah, everybody is trying to figure out how to live a more convenient life. And if you can deliver a solution that makes it easier for us to get back the time that we'd rather allocate to more personal issues, then you've got a winning, winning capability and feature for me, at least my perspective. Absolutely. And given this trend is Katie Hoti, CEO and founder of Grocery Shopify. I can't wait to get this dialogue started and engage Katie as we decompose the why behind Grocery Shopify how it is helping food convenience shopping and making it easy for consumers to simply shop one basket as part of meal planning and cooking. So join Peter and me in welcoming to the podcast, Katie Hotsey. How are you doing, Katie? Hi, I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Katie. Great to have you back on the CPG Guys podcast. So excited. <laughs> I will remind the audience in just a bit where, if they want to go listen to episode one with Katie, when and how they can do that. Yeah. But before we get to the questions, I think we'll have a hyperlink in the digital liner notes of this there podcast. There we go. Episode. There we go. Yeah. So before uh, we get to the questions, Peter and I have prepared, Katie, would you please provide our audience with a brief overview of 
Who is grocery shopping and then your role as a partner? Sure, sure, sure. So Grocery Shopping is a digital meal planning platform for grocers. And we expedite the online grocery shopping process uh, with meal planning. And a shopper can do their meal planning and online grocery shopping in five minutes flat from their neighborhood grocer. And we can work with a grocer of absolutely any size from one store to a thousand plus. And um, we're excited to be here. We, uh, I am the CEO and founder. Um, I founded Shoppy Technologies back in 2019. Um, we were creating complimentary retail applications for grocery e-commerce. And we had a meal planning app and COVID happened and Grocery Shoppy was birthed in 2020. And um, we've just had this just amazing run. And uh, we're excited to be here. And this is, this is my second time having a chance to tell you my story. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you. And we'll, of course, include links, as Peter mentioned, to Katie's LinkedIn profile, where you can reach out to her, and the website at Grocery Shopify in the digital liner notes of this podcast. So easy way to find Katie and talk to her. So why don't we get the conversation started? You ready, Peter? Let's, let's, let's get right on it, Shree. So let me do the grand reveal. You were here on the show January 2021. Stop. So that was when the company was just founded. And uh, it's been 20-odd months. I can't believe it's been 20. I feel, I feel like you were on the show yesterday. But it's been 20 odd months. Give us a scoop. Fundraising during COVID yeah. cannot be easy. <laughs> Last time we recorded uh, another guest here who's from the, that uh, e-commerce investments world who told us it's basically right. There is no uh, there is no private equity investment at this point. And venture capital is just sitting on their hands. They've got it, but they're just not investing it. And then you, Accurate. in addition to that, you're trying to build and motivate a team mm-hmm. around you to uh, in an area which the CPG guys think really should exist and should be scaling pretty quickly and uh, you're adding clients so just how are things going what's going on in 20 months yeah yeah thank you for asking so um since the last time i was here we um got our pilot off the ground so we stood up with a um 17 store grocer in tulsa oklahoma called Resource. congratulations uh, thank you thank you it's our first contract and um we just put our blood sweat and tears into that integration and um, it, there's something really interesting about that new technology when you create it and you plug it in and you see what happens, right? And I'm a digital marketer that there's many, many things I don't do well, but I know digital marketing and performance marketing intimately. And when we plugged it in and it actually exceeded our goals from a performance standpoint, it was one of those misty eye moments. Um, just just as, as a creator, as a builder of tech. Um, but yes, yeah, so we um, got that off the ground, got the performance data from it. Um, we spent about six months behind a curtain just tweaking and tweaking and tweaking, finding the KPIs, finding the data streams, um, pulling the data lakes in, figuring out where the bodies are buried from a data standpoint, what, what do we really, really sitting on, right? And, and how do we lift that? And how do we you know, democratize data in a certain way where we can really start to not just um, become a better platform, but also become um, a better partner to our retailers and the brands that we partner with. So that was, that, that's all happened since. And we have you know, several new contracts as well, which is awesome. Um, from a uh, kind of a growth standpoint, um, because of all that data, uh, data solutions became very important. As you know, my background, my master's degrees in data, and so I, uh, I would do it myself in a heartbeat because it's such a passion project, but I can't do that right now because I've got to leave the company. So um, we went and found a head of data solutions and started building the data team. We are connected to Davidson College, which is just an amazing college. Um, so I've got just, you know, former students that code R and we can just like just whip up reports and dashboards and all kinds of really amazing insights um, at the guidance now of head of data solutions. 
um, recipe operations became huge. Um, recipe ops, so really taking culinary editors and making sure that they are just combing through these recipes, making sure they're perfect, right? And then also mapping them to trends, what's trending today, um, and what types of recipes are going to get the product to the finish line on our site. Um, behind all that is money. And so as a tech company, you have to find your current, and it can be a, a process to find that current. Um, who's gonna pay? How much are they gonna pay? Do they want a subscription? Do they wanna pay for bespoke reporting? Is it um, a monthly fee? Is it an annual fee? It's a, it's a lot of, and then you, I mean, you've gotta get in first. You gotta get the contracts first. And so it's a process. Um, we did a pre-seed round um, during COVID, first kind of year, got the V1 of the tech up, and then uh, we've run a seed round this year. Um, and everything that you shared prior is accurate. Um, the moment recession was on the front page of the Wall Street Journal, everything stopped. And so um, there's a lot of tech CEOs here at this conference that I've connected with, and we're all kind of in the same boat right now. You're just trying to suck in, you find revenue wherever you can, and um, you continue to just, you have to have funding to grow. So let me just uh, let me just put it out there on the CPG guys, right? If y'all, any, anybody out there, our listeners, if you want to be investing, getting to know grocery-based, recipe-based shopping, and the convenience of the five-minute appeal. Mm-hmm. Y'all can reach out to Katie. Easy way to do that, go to the digital liner notes of this podcast, and the link to reach out to Katie's LinkedIn profile will be right there. Thank you. And I would also say, too, emerging tech in this space, every CEO like me needs, we need the executives, we need the leaders in the grocery industry to be reaching out to us. We, we don't just need money, we need partnership, we need uh, board seats, advisors, people that are looking to do more, go on LinkedIn and find us and no, reach out. No, no debate. Absolutely. That's why November is Women's Month on the CPG, guys, and we feature female executives across the board. Love it. Sure, you know what I heard her say? She said, we got into the data, we had to know where the bodies are buried. Shree, where, where do you bury a body on a retail website if you don't want anybody to find it? Anything but not the first page. Never the first, put it on the second page, because I can't ever go forward fifth, nobody ever knows we ever go to. Katie, welcome back to the CPG Guys podcast, really happy. So what, let's get in there. Now that you've given us a little bit of background on what's been t- transpiring since we <laughs> last spoke with you, um, let's get into the core of what your solution is. Why is recipe-based shopping important for consumers and who is your target consumer and ultimately also who are the right retail partners that can benefit from the solution that you're offering? Sure, great, thank you. Um, speed is if speed is the most important factor you have in getting to and through online grocery shopping, which can take north of 40 minutes. Wow. Um, then you are our target persona. We find that that person is typically a woman between the ages of 25 and 50 years old. And um, the opportunity for us to really serve that person well um, has been um, obviously a passion for us. Um, we, you know, I tend to call it, um, you know, building the field of dreams. You know, once you answer that problem, it is an unmet need on grocery e-commerce, grocery websites. They're cluttered with links for careers and bakery and COVID shots, right? That's not why they're there. Yes, but they have a 70 to 84% card abandonment rate. People go on these sites, they might add one or two things. They're distracted. And meal planning, if you have at least one child in the home, your entire uh, intent is different. You've got to answer that intent. And that's what we are here to do. Um, So, you know, I I jokingly call it the field dreams because if you build it, they will come. We grab one out of every nine shoppers today. That's not our goal. Our goal is one in every seven. 
So we're still working hard towards it. We have a chatbot that we can add to grocers' websites. We um, have several different ways that we can reach that customer as quickly as possible mm -hmm. to make sure that they find us, we pull them in, and we answer their problem. When they play with recipe content, they have a 650% increased statistical likelihood of checking out. You know why I love Katie back on the show? Number one, she makes baseball references. Field of Dreams. I love Second, you, by the way, I'm so mad that you didn't go with me to the Field of Dreams game this year. You have some lame excuse that you were coming back from a trip to across the planet for three For the record, y'all, we were together at the All-Star game on the whole But I wanted to go with you to Field of Dreams. At Dodger Stadium. Sorry, okay. Oh, wait a minute. And then I think we're September 2023. We go down these rabbit holes. Okay, we got to get back to our focus. You and I will take this off offline. But, but this, the second reason, I think, and the more important reason why we love having you on the show is you actually put out bars, high bars. You put numbers out there. You put stats out there. Quantify everything. And you're quantifying yeah. everything, and you're kind of leaving a message to our listeners. If you can quantify it and chase it, you're going to hit success eventually. It's a matter of time. And I hope that path is the same for you as well in terms of just the patience and the endurance and the... Matt and the, and the marathon when he said one out of seven that's immediately mm -hmm. where my head went mm -hmm. now peter she's raised the bar for you and me to have a goal for the cpg guys as well you think so well yeah i know how it's achievable all they have, all they have to do is make sure they click on subscribe exactly problem solved so love it but the right to, to answer your question um the right partners for us we can partner with groceries of any size i think that's what's cool about us when you are a complimentary retail application you, we can come in and write the integration, no matter what the e-commerce platform is. Are there retailers of particular size where, um, you know, there are a lot of big retailers that like to build on their own? Yep. Would you say that um, local regional retailers are ones that there's they're not going to have to invest a tremendous amount in this capability? They can avail themselves of your solution. Um, I would say the build versus buy is a conundrum that every single engineering department and every single grocer is trying to figure out. And they're going to spend the next 18 to 24 months trying to figure it out. Uh, what I find uh, as a digital marketer is that when I get behind the curtain, they don't always know exactly who their persona is. Don't tell me your persona is her. Okay. If, if that's your answer, you're lost, right? In 24 months, you're going to be really, your boss is going to be really disappointed with what, you, what your output is. Um, we can light up a grocer in eight weeks. Wow. If we already have the integration, we can actually stand you up in a couple hours. And so it's um, really, you know, we, we have partners in the industry today, and we can talk about that later in the interview, but it's, it's such an awesome opportunity to just hand the reins over. Um, when we meet with grocers, they say, we don't want to deal with the recipes. They get broken links. We get, you know, they get buried on the site. No one knows how to create the energy. We create the energy because we dial up the same behavioral um, response rate that Pinterest has. Every time you go in, it's fresh content. Grocers can't answer that demand. We can because it's all we do. We do one thing really, really well. Quantifiable metrics again. Uh, so that's the retail side of the fence, right? The partnership is pretty clear and why somebody should... What about the brand size side of the fence, right? Because at the end of the day, when somebody shops a meal, it's brands that they buy or SKUs that they buy, which represent brands. So what's the value proposition for a brand to join you on this journey? And then what do you need from brands to deliver success for them? And do you actively seek brand partnerships? Yes, so um, thank you. The um, interesting thing about our the partnership with Shopee is that a uh, recipe is 
an ad per se, but it's highly it's standardized. We make the selection, we can coach them through the selection, and it has a very, very high conversion rate because you're meeting a shopper in a micro moment when they have a need and you can answer that need. I have to imagine when someone gets the recipe and they have the opportunity to add the basket, they're not going in and, and modifying the brand across the, the 12 ingredients. That kind of defeats the purpose of the, the time saving. So if, if a brand is part of the entire recipe, there's a high likelihood that it's going to be the brand that makes it into the basket. It, uh, it, the substitution rate is uh, insanely low. Yeah. Um, it, there's variance based upon whether you know, proteins and um, uh, sure. dry items, et cetera. But um, when it comes to uh, the partnership with the brands, we can actually, um, we have what's been referred to by a client to us as the money ball of recipes. So I can break down a recipe and um, tell you exactly what attributes are driving the highest conversion, and I can actually guide you into like the next set of recipes that come out of your kitchen need to look like this. This is the cook time, this number of ingredients. You need to be able to serve more than X. And serving size fluctuates based on the type of product. Um, when we put their product into a recipe, um, they are being um, partnered with store brand. And, and private label's imperative. If you can't fill with private label today, I don't understand how you can actually control the cost of the recipes. Shop, at the end of the day, the shopper has to be served. If you're not serving the shopper, you're failing. You can't charge the shoppers. That's failure, right? You can't be in a position where the recipes are too expensive. They're going to abandon their carts, right? A private label is the highest quality, highest margin for my grocers, lowest cost, and, and trust is what drives acceptance of private label. If you trust your grocery store, this is all. This is data from other sources. I'm just repeating it. The single biggest driver is conversion. The single biggest driver of conversion from national brand to private label. This is a research study that a group called uh, Maggot did in 2018. By far is actually positive customer reviews because it addresses the key issue. Most people think that private label is driven by the price. Uh, it is It is a factor, but the determining factor of whether someone will try private label is actually something you said, which is quality. And what do positive customer reviews address? It gets at the quality issue. If people understand that it is a high quality product, mm -hmm. then they will try. Love where you just took that, because the cool thing about a recipe, two things, it's a bundle, so you're yeah. getting a bundle sell, yeah. and two, impulse, yeah. right? So the trials, trials are so important to our clients. So yes, we partner with brands, and when the brands are looking to get their product tried instead of another product, what greater way to do that than answering a um, yeah. customer problem with a recipe? New items. Yeah, yeah, and so, but it's an impulse purchase. Hit the button, boom, it's it. We explode into cart, we email you the recipe or text it to you, and everyone wins in that, that little mini uh, flywheel. So quick follow-up question. I love that, the brand, the brand wins, the retailer wins, Everybody and most wins. importantly, she wins, the consumer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we can't say I, her. Is it, is it? You can say she, not her. Not her, it's her her. As a woman so. in this industry, yeah, you, you get behind the curtain and you hear these, you know, 28 year old engineers tell, talk, trying to express like the attributes of who they're building for. And I'm like, and they have no idea what they're Like, just pick up the phone and call them. We have super users now that just tell us what to do. Like, when you see new features and functionality. How do we get to be super user free? We've got to, what are we? Well, we're looking at that. We're just hacks. But just a follow up to that is 
Should brands actively be pinging you and seek partnerships? Yes, please do. Through retail? Uh, yes, no, please um, reach out to us directly and we can guide them. Um, there's, a, there's a ton of evolution in our business right now on the partnership brands. And so um, today, find me, reach out to me directly. Uh, I have brands just land in my LinkedIn box all the time. You go to our website, fill out the form. There's a little drop down to say that you're a brand. Um, we will line it up and, and make sure that if it is a retailer managing the media, we'll, we'll hook you up that way. Got it. Um, if it's a line of retailer, we can manage directly. We'll do that as well. All right, we, have, we, we just explored the brand aspect of it. Let's talk about the retailer aspect of it. Um, what's the role of grocery shopping specifically for retailers? You know, how does a retailer ultimately measure success with you? Because it's one thing to invest, but if it's not moving the needle, what are the KPIs that you're really focused on? You know, and you mentioned one partner. If there are others you want to talk about, we'd love to hear that. And you know, how are you? How are you doing in terms of your ability to really scale up this capability with retail partners? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, so first of all, grocery KPIs. Basket size, yeah. right? And that, that's volume and value. Yeah. Are you getting more items in the cart? Are you getting a larger cart? Um, today, we average 18% larger carts when a shopper uses our platform. We hit our record back in March. For whatever reason, February, March, uh, our, our site just exploded. And the um, basket size actually hit 30%, which was wild. That was the average basket across a month. So, um, so we've had um, fantastic success there with those KPIs. Repeat users is really important to me. Um, I love that we grab the new users. Um, we grab thousands of new users every month, but I want to see them come back. And so um, today we have a 4x return rate of our shoppers back to that grocer's website. That's a big number, Keith, 4x return it's, rate. It, it, no one was more shocked than me. I mean, when you get data from a net new piece of technology, you, can, you just have to go, what am I looking at? Um, those shoppers who use our site, um, and, and we isolate the retailers versus the shoppers who don't use our platform um, to do the e-commerce shopping, we're compared net, neck to neck and it is a 4x increased return rate to that shopper. That is loyalty, that is stickiness. It's crazy. It's incredible, but it's because you're answering a need, an unmet need. You know, it's really not complicated. No, no debate from me over there. Um, so, uh, other grocery KPIs, um, expanded base, obviously. You know, we grab one and nine today, so we're working on, on grabbing more shoppers and finding all the different vehicles. Our recipes are available omnichannel for our grocery clients, and so they can deploy each recipe across um, any social channel, any newsletter, and in a single click or swipe, it takes that shopper back into the grocer's site, recipe um, in front of them, Fully authenticated, one more click adds that recipe to their meal plan. One click, bro. One click, and so we get all that social ROI data as well, which most, we've been sat with thousands of grocers who don't have social ROI data. We know exactly where you're getting your shoppers, and a recipe is the highest converting piece of content that you can deploy across any social. Most marketers know that already. Awesome. Um, who have we partnered with? So um, our uh, we have an integration today with NCR Fresh Shop. Anyone on NCR Fresh Shop, we can work with immediately. Um, we have several integrations behind the curtain that are queued up for this year because we have the grocery contracts in place. Um, and then we have formally partnered with Salesforce Commerce Cloud. Um, so we have Salesforce is coming in from Europe and um, they are um, bringing their full suite of Commerce Cloud assets. And so we are their recipe tech partner for North America. Outstanding. I want to remind our audience that we're speaking to Katie Hotze, founder and CEO of Grocery Shopify. 
a recipe-based meal planning shopping app. And Peter, let me turn it over to you for the next one. Uh, so why don't you take us through the technology and infrastructure that you're building. I want you to open up the hood, yep. show us your honey, yep, impress yep. us with what you got. So the cool thing about what we do is we see the entire path to purchase. And we can actually, because our recipes can be deployed across that grocer's omnichannel, we grab them. And this is white space. This Find is a collar, just grab them. <laughs> well, we also work with food bloggers. Yeah. You have so much white space opportunity here. Um, but as that content gets deployed, we can pull them in. Um, on, and that's on top of the clicks that you get directly from the website, yeah. from all of our um, permanent banners. So we pull them in. Um, when they enter in, they're fully authenticated. We use machine learning to deploy our content. That is yeah, so important. Yeah, yeah. ML changes personalization for the better. I'm writing a code now that is specific to that shopper. Yeah. And that algorithm only gets better, it only gets improved, obviously the more the shopper uses it, but then behind the curtain, we're always making the adjustments to make sure that we can follow exactly where the conversion's gonna happen at the highest rate, What like what, what's gonna get the shopper excited, right? Um, within the system, there's a ton of features and functionality that um, we are hyper-focusing now on health and wellness. Health and wellness. Everyone knows health and wellness. This is, this is a, we really build the tech for the families and the Gen X, Millennial, Gen Z, they love health and wellness. They, especially post COVID, you want to cook healthy meals for your family. It needs to be fast. All of our data lines up with speed. Uh, fewer ingredients, faster cook times. That's really imperative. Um, but yeah, it's got to be healthy and it's got to be simple. And so um, there's a lot of that getting baked in today. Um, our really our first sprints through kind of making adjustments to the tech were all speed related. Um, how can we create little hacks within the platform so that like when you go to checkout, instead of removing everything you don't need, we're going to say, Peter, here's everything you have checked out with in the last 90 days that's in your cart right now. You may not need these. And oh, wow. Very simple deselect. And if it's butter, there might be butter in four recipes, but you're deselecting butter one time and it removes it for all. Speed, speed, nice. speed. Your shoppers that. do not want to take a long time in this process. Speed, speed, speed. You heard that, man? I'm typing as fast as I can. <laughs> there we go. Speed wins. Yep. Always 100% of the yep, time, Katie. Yep. Just to wrap that one up, Katie, on the tech platforms, you refer to a partnership with Salesforce. Mm -hmm. What is the partnership and what does it mean? Sure. So Salesforce has been very successful in Europe. Um, adding their commerce cloud functionality to grocers and they have a really rich tech stack um, they have the analytics um, they have dashboard capabilities there's a tremendous amount of media and other um, benefits that grocers get through that partnership so it was just appealing for us um, they came to us they asked us if we would be their only recipe tech partner for North America of course we said yes and so we've been um, really excited to partner with them in the US uh, and they're coming in to just be part of the ecosystem of e-commerce options um, yeah and so it's I think when you look at e-commerce in the US today for grocers the choices uh, there's a lot of choices and there's a lot of, there's a lot of vanilla but there's little elements of differentiation you've got to be able to find those and so it's you know we continue to, to look for the partners that we think have strong tech um, and strong capabilities that we would put our name on understood so Katie big moment you and I were together at FMI midwinter in the spring of 2022 it's my first midwinter absolutely and I remember is it winter if you're in Florida 
Uh, I think at the moment, Katie and I were down in March and April. It was a little chilly. The night, time, sweater. The night time, it was 68. Okay, so that's kind of weird. Is that yeah. Okay. When it is. Was it snowing? I'm from Los Angeles, Peter. Oh. Like 75 is cold. 75, it's, people are, get out the sled. Let's go people to People complain of my daughter's uh, new song outside the launch party at midnight that it was 70, that it was getting chilly. People ask for all kinds of blankets. Blankets and stuff. So, but back to FMI. The area where you and I were debating is, while the retailer meetings yes. were still valuable, it was hot off the press, everyone's coming back for this mm-hmm. uh, hybrid or digital era, meeting only on a web, or mm-hmm. via Zoom or something of that nature, Microsoft Teams, it was just great to be together. But we also discussed how the changing nature of the industry to digital, FMI really didn't have a play. And we kind of said, hey, it would be great to actually move down the tech path and here we are. I just read that you're part now of the FMI Tech Advisory Council. Yeah. So we want to hear all about what that means, what your role is, and what you're going to bring to FMI. Sure, sure. So um, yeah, we um, we did have a long talk that night at FMI, and I think that um, it was my, being my first midwinter. It was an opportunity for me to kind of come in and see that all the right executives are there, um, and they have a really great um, uh, conference. And um, I, I just saw an opportunity for um, builders and inventors like myself to uh, just have a stronger affiliation and relationship with FMI. And um, the leadership team there is amazing. Um, and so I just was invited the opportunity to kind of get behind the curtain. I've been up to their offices, we chatted, and it gave me a chance to really better understand what their goals are. And they want to bring emerging tech to their conference. That's amazing. That's what I am, right? And so um, it was really awesome. So I opened my Rolodex, and um, and we have a lot of ideas. Um, they're getting ready to do their big startup competition, um, which right. when this airs, um, if, if a startup in the grocery industry is listening, you need to find um, the FMI tech startup submission form um, because it is just, we're opening the doors. We want all of the coolest emerging tech um, startups in this industry to apply. You know, I bet there's probably a link to that form in the digital liner notes of this podcast episode. There you go. There you go. Just like that, just like uh, magic, right, Peter? And um, I also want to drop kudos to FMI for picking a trailblazing female leader in yeah. the tech space and not diverting to the usual, usual, which is outdated by decades at this stage. No better trailblazing leader than you. We know you will make a difference for FMI and change the outcomes for FMI as well as for brands and retailers as well. So congratulations again on getting there. And I have to say, it's led by a trailblazer female, Leslie Sarenson. She she is the person who invited me to that event initially. And uh, yeah, so it's um, the fact that they just come full circle and support women in leadership roles and emerging tech has been fantastic. How awesome is that? Yeah. We know it's also awesome, Shri. Earlier this year, friend Katie here appeared on the YouTube show Unicorn Hunters. So Katie, I want to know, and this was a show where you had an opportunity to pitch your business to a bunch of very notable. Wait a minute, she's a YouTube star. YouTube star. She's a YouTube star. <laughs> How can people find you on YouTube? I think we, I can probably just search for grocery shop. Digital Lila Notes Podcast. You know, there's probably a link to this episode in the digital lineups. How did that happen? Um, so, uh, so tell us how did you get on the show, yeah. and why are you actually considered a golden unicorn? 
Oh gosh, so um, Microsoft for Startups has been um, behind us for two years um, and their support has been amazing for us. And I got a phone call one night from the head of global retail over there and he said, you've got two hours, you've got to decide if you want to be nominated and nominated with a whole large group, right? Um, and so that was how it all began. I would have never had the contact otherwise. And um, we did the interviews and uh, when everything happened, it happened really, really fast. And they said, we need you in LA, it's the middle of COVID, you know, so I'm just sitting in a hotel room, uh, just waiting it out. But it was a really exciting opportunity. Um, you know, I was in consulting for almost 20 years. So speaking, public speaking, just comes naturally to me. Um, we can talk. But even at that, it was definitely one of the scariest days of my life because it was four minutes, completely memorized. If you mess up, you keep going. Um, and that was Same really advice, cool. by the way. And the lights, I mean, the camera swooping. That it was. It, it is. We're flooding color. you with lights here, isn't this? I know. This is, this is actually incredibly like mild and gentle. No, I don't think so. I think it's <laughs> this okay. is really great. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I've gotten stages before and literally been blinded and gone blank. And so, it, uh, but the show was amazing. Um, meeting um, Steve Wozniak. Oh. Meeting Lance Bass. The was. Um, you can't. I mean, yeah, there was one celebrity who actually raised their hand and said, "I believe in you," and you just gave his name. Who was it again? Um, it was. Um, was it Lance Bass? Lance Bass. Yeah. yeah it's. Um, what a gem. What a gem of a human being. And so, uh, yeah. So we've we've just been very blessed to so have. So they all they all said we wanted to invest in you. That's why you're a golden they, unicorn. That's the definition wow. of a golden unicorn. So it was a really awesome day. And so let me remind our audience that you can find all of our content by going to a web browser and simply typing cpgguys.com. And of course, if you feel you have something to add to the show, you can do that by reaching out and dropping an email to us. That's contact at cpgguys.com. Once again, contact at cpgguys.com. That's the best way if you have a thought, you can actually contribute to this community discussion we have here on the CPG Guys. And, and uh, once you do that, I will also ask you to drop us a rating. The easy way to drop us a rating. And a review. And a review. Go to our website. That easy. Homepage. So you the navigation bar at the top. There's like right, right the there ratings. And right there. It says ratings. Simple. Just click it and you can do it. I want to thank our 16K plus followers on LinkedIn. Without you, there is no show. Thank you for the clicks, likes, the comments you give us, who the topics that you shape on the show, and for allowing us to also experiment with things such as LinkedIn in the know or new series. And a reminder, we also are on TikTok and Instagram. Are we TikTok stars yet? Are we kidding? We Do you guys dance? Because I want to see that. We should. Yeah. We probably should. Okay. Well, we're just talking. Right. We're <laughs> should we dance? Or we I, think, I think this is the evolution it's of your TikTok moment. We're yeah. going to have to wear that for this. We're also on Instagram. We, we are the story. We have, we I'm have here no, for it. We, we have no ego in pride at this point, do we? Sure. She volunteered to dance with us on TikTok. Like That's what I heard. Like. <laughs> and, but we're also on Instagram, folks. Check out our stories on Instagram, our posts, Real. our reels, all of it on Instagram as well. And I want to thank you, Katie, for joining us on the show. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you. So fun to do this in person. And Mr. Bond is the magic moment. What did we learn here today? All right. Um, there are a couple things. Uh, emerging tech clearly needs leaders to partner with companies to help them grow. They need that, that mentorship. Recipe-based shopping is really about speed and low friction. The faster it is, the less friction you have, the more you're going to get at the needs of the consumer and you're going to make them happy. Um, and it's really about uh, addressing intent. That's, that's the key 
to recipe-based shopping. And I heard if you do it right, you're gonna see a 650% increase in conversion for meal planning. Wow, that power pack tree. Who wow. says that? Wow. Um, and if, but remember, if you're focusing on trying to figure out who your persona is and all you come up with is her, you you lost. You're not even there. You're you're kidding yourself. You got. I, I hear that all the time. Just lose your personal. It's it's her. Her. It makes no sense at all. Of course, it's her. And what I also heard is in working with retailers, they can stand up the platform in weeks, weeks, and with with a very low level of lift on the part of the retailer. So particularly, retailers are concerned that buy versus build. This mm-hmm. is a real. Um, th- this is a motivation to consider buying. Because you're just not, and I know what it's like to work on a retail side. Resources are limited. They get allocated well ahead of time, and you're not going to get the resources allocated unless you can deliver cost savings or you're going to do revenue generation. What I hear is not a lot of effort, but tremendous in terms of revenue generation. Um, you know, and the fact that it's very, it's very successful because they're delivering fresh content. On the, on the likes of Pinterest, right? That is what gets the engagement from consumers. And they're delivering the Moneyball recipes. I love that. That's the ones that are, that are actually- The Moneyball, the CPG guys, how about and, that? And there's, a, and there's a place for national brands. National brands can be part of the discovery process and it can do that. But it's also great for private label brands because that's what's gonna build the affordability of the recipe. And that's the harmony that it's going to create. Uh, in what it means is if you do this right, you're gonna get those shoppers are gonna come back to the retailer's website at about 4X of people who are not engaging with that capability. Some great in- integrations with NCR and Salesforce Commerce Cloud. Uh, and the reason that they're able to do that is because they are truly witnessing the entire path to purchase. That's powerful information, sure. That means you really can understand the entire journey and, and activate against it. And they've got great features, features like intuitively understanding what you're adding to your basket relative to other recipes you've added. And and it can intuitively and in in uh, in efficient manner deselect items uh, in in aggregate as opposed to having to sit there and one by one take them. Because if it sees you get four recipes that all have butter and you've deselected it from one, why would you want it for the other? Save save you a lot of time. Um, and if you're gonna win in the grocery e-commerce space, particularly from a tech standpoint, there are a lot of choices out there. You better have some features and capabilities that differentiate you because otherwise, then it just becomes a commoditized and you're just not gonna win that one. What a thorough summary, Peter. Thank you for doing that, Katie, Peter. I'm also excited that both of you are joining me for this episode during Women's Month on the CPG Guys, November 22, 2022. Every November, it'll always be Women's Month on the CPG Guys. And we hope many more female executives will come to our show. Thank you to the both of you. Folks, that's a wrap for this episode with Katie Hoopsie, the founder and CEO of Cruci Shopify. We'll see you soon on another episode of the CPG Guys. Thank you. Content in this podcast episode is provided for general informational purposes only. By listening to our episode, you understand that no information contained in this episode should be construed as advice from CPG Guys LLC or the individual author, hosts, or guests, nor is it intended to be a substitute for research on any subject matter. 
Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by CPG Guys LLC. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The views expressed by CPG Guys LLC do not represent the views of their employers or the entity they represent. CPG Guys LLC expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or other damages arising out of any individual's use of, reference to, or inability to use this podcast or the information we present in this podcast.